Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Tej Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. What's up, everyone? Excited to announce our guest for episode 16, Garrett McDonald. Garrett is an entrepreneur, a digital marketing enthusiast, and the founder of Lead Feed, an outbound marketing agency specializing in lead generation and LinkedIn outreach for B2B technology companies. In this episode, we cover Garrett's journey working for his family business and then transitioning to starting his own business, Lead Feed Media, his relationship with overcoming fear, uncertainty, and anxiety, covering the basics that will have the biggest impact on your life. Things like nutrition, sleeping right, drinking water, exercising, and meditating. I'm really excited to share this episode with you as we explore Garrett's journey and returning to the basics. Let's dive right in. Garrett, welcome to the Growth Lab. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Tage. I'm honored to be here. And thanks again for this opportunity to share this space. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Garrett and I are really good friends. We've known each other uh, for a long period of time. We went to college together uh, and we've, uh, we've traveled together. Uh, we took our first Europe trip together um, and, and we've, we've gone to a bunch of different places. We went to uh, Guatemala at one period of time and we just have um, a relationship where we're always seeing each other grow and expand into our highest uh, self. So I'm really excited about having a brother, a good friend uh, join today uh, and share his journey. Um, and Garrett, I think a good starting point to, to get the conversation started is really you know, the journey that you've had from, you know, being in your family business, because that was a big part of your life uh, yeah. you know, as you were in college and even after college, and then leading into, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur yourself and starting your own thing. I know there's a lot of fears and a lot of things that go into it. So let's, let's, let's back up and let's talk about the, you know, the family business and how you got involved there and then the journey onwards. And we can start to dive uh, a little bit deeper as we move along. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, thanks, brother. And yeah, I'm actually, what I'm going to do is I'm actually probably going to even back it up a little bit further um, with detailing my story as an entrepreneur. So even in college, I've always, you know, been a little bit of a rebel and I've always had uh, kind of like a misfit. So like I would, you know, go to school and I was one of those guys I was, I was able to do well on tests, but I always like would slack off on homework and I'd be like, I don't want to do this. Um, I don't see how this is aligned. So I've always had this, you know, nature about me that wanted to do things my way or do them by myself. Um, I remember even in college, I used to look up to you and, and John as like older brothers and you guys were pretty, pretty like squared away in school. I mean, we still had fun. Um, and you guys had to kind of campaign for me to, to come back for a semester once I remember after our trip to Europe. <laughs> Yeah. So it, it started back then. Um, but yeah, I, I, I finished up my degree. I got a marketing degree at UCF. And then immediately I started working for a family business, which was and is still a copier dealership. So I took my marketing degree and I went and I worked for a family business, which I would have got a job for anyway. Um, and I started doing sales and I sold copiers door to door. 
Um, and it was really just like a lot of learning by myself. There wasn't, you know, too much training. Um, really me and my brother, we worked together and kind of took the reins of, of trying to generate business. Uh, so it was almost being an entrepreneur, but obviously there was a little bit more security with it being a family owned business and they already had, you know, structures built out and we were able to get pay. Um, but I, I always wanted to do my own thing. And I, th I think it just runs in my blood. So I think the way it started for me and, and now that I have my own marketing agency, I always, I always wanted to make money online. I always was like, how can I like build systems to make money? And I started, I think just on YouTube, how do I make money online? So that's been interesting. I've done everything under the sun from an e-commerce rave store, affiliate marketing, uh, lead generation agencies, any type of marketing agency where anybody who was willing to give me money, I would try to do work from whether it's Facebook ad, growing an Instagram. Um, so it's been about a two year journey of doing the marketing agency for me. Um, and I really started to have success when I focused on, you know, one thing and that's providing lead generation for a certain demographics so of B2B service providers, um, and just focusing on my clients in front of me. Um, so I think what's been key for me is really just, uh, having focus, um, and specifying in a certain niche. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and let's, let's go into that family business piece and we can kind of tap into the entrepreneurship piece because I know there's a lot there. Uh, from the family business piece, I know you used to, when you were at the copy dealership, you used to knock on doors and, right. and go store to store. Right. Yeah. And that was a big, big lesson for you. I know there's a lot around that, right? Like you have to overcome a lot of fears to be able to do that. And I know uh, personality wise, that's not that's not your like natural inclination to do that. So what did that look like for you and what did you learn from it? Yeah. So it was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. So yeah, I remember waking up, uh, with like so much anxiety. Um, I would make commitments to people like, Hey, I'm going to knock this many doors, but it really was hard for me. Um, door to door sales, you have to deal with rejection. Um, so like starting off my career where you don't have as much self-confidence and stuff that was tough. Uh, but I learned a lot from it. And every time I've made any progress in my career or self-development, it's always from doing those things that are terrifying. Um, hopping on this Zoom meeting was a little bit scary. This is actually my first podcast. Um, so now that I understand, I like have this relationship with when I feel that feeling, I know it's uncomfortable. And as you probably know, that always leads to growth. So now when I feel that, I'm like, oh, wow. I'm about to grow. Um, and, and that even happened with, you know, I do a lot of my sales now. It's all virtual. And I remember I had like my first meeting with a VP of sales and I'm like terrified. And it's so funny how it's always just that first time and the set right after it's done, you're like, okay, like that was like really fun. It's almost like a roller coaster ride. Yeah. Um, so like now it's just like recognizing that this feeling is like a very like primal feeling, you know, I'm not in any danger here. And usually anytime after this feeling, whether it's knocking on doors or cold calling, um, it's going to lead to growth. So mm -hmm. just keeping that, trying to keep that front of mind has, has, has been helpful for sure. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because at one point in my career, I I, I worked at Paychex when I first uh, started off, and I had to do the same, right? I had to go from store to store and just walk in, and yeah. there is always so much fear before you open that door, and then yep. you get in, and you're like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And then yeah. you start talking to the person, and it's just like a normal conversation. You're yeah, like, yeah. Wow. They're nice. You're like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. like you know, you just make it out to be such a big thing in your head, uh, while it just you know it depending on what it is, if it's just a conversation with another human being, you're just having a conversation, right? So that's yep. a big lesson. I'm glad you brought that up, Garrett, because it, it does replicate to many other parts in, in life, right? And, and that takeaway of whenever you do feel terrified, run towards it, right? Like, because we don't live in the, uh, in the old days when you're not running exactly. towards a saber tooth tiger, right? <laughs> like yeah. you're, not, you're running towards another human being, which is not going to cause you, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's not going to kill you. Right? Yeah, just, exactly. And that's, and uh, like, I used to always wonder, like, what is this feeling? This is terrible. Why do I have this? Um, and I forget, you know, what insight I got or who taught me that. But um, yeah, I believe that that is a feeling that as humans, we've evolved to feel that, that to protect ourselves. So recognizing we live in 2020, where I'm not going to die. So it's like, now that you kind of understand that might be the mechanism driving that fear, it's easier for you to not let that block you because you know this thing that you're doing that's causing you that fear is going to help you grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's there's awareness and vulnerability in that too, just to call it out. Like, yeah, like I feel scared right now, but it's quite all right. Like I'll be yeah. fine, you know, and, and yeah, there is growth to your point on the other end of it. Um, so I think that's a, that's a great uh, starting point for the rest of the podcast because you've done some of that throughout the course of your life, right? That was a small mini example, uh, you know, with your with your copier dealership when you were knocking on doors, and then you kind of moved across uh, from the family business, leaving the family business, and onto um, you know onto your entrepreneurship. But before we leave that the copier dealership uh, topic, was there any other terrifying moments you know that you had to deal with as part of that? Like what anything else that comes to mind uh, around that? Specifically with the copier dealership, I'd say the number one thing was knocking on those doors, but it's, it was a level of uncertainty. Um, I remember, so right after graduating college and I started doing the family owned business and doing sales, it was me and my brother pretty much like against the world. Right. And we moved to Fort Pierce, which was not, you know, the greatest place to be right after college, especially having all those fun experiences. It was, you know, there wasn't much to do there. Um, and I remember there was like a couple weeks where like no deals came in and I was just like sitting there, like not doing too good. Right. A lot of anxiety, a lot of like, I'm like going on indeed looking for jobs. And then I'm like thinking like, Oh, maybe I should be prospecting. So just like so much uncertainty. Um, but I remember there was, this was like my first big success in sales. And it was from a cold call that I did where I went into this law firm and it was a big law firm and it was a huge deal for us. It netted us 30 K like for me and my brother to basically live off for like the next few months. Um, and it came like right after like such a level of uncertainty. And I remember when I got the contract sent over, I like printed it off. My brother's like making breakfast in the morning and I went up and I showed him, he's like, no way, no way. He just grabbed me, gave me a big hug. And we we're just like, yeah, this is awesome. So with sales, with entrepreneurship, there's going to be those super uncomfortable feelings, right? Yeah. Um, but there's also equally those rewarding feelings as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, you brought up um, uncertainty and right? another, another um, key thread to explore and go into. 
um, because I think uncertainty in itself is the biggest fear to the mind, right? Like we, we like everything to be certain. We like to plan everything. Um, you know, right. you, you, you see that where uh, you know, anyone, anyone in entrepreneurship or otherwise in personal growth, you, know, you like to have your three-year, five-year plan. And sometimes life just doesn't work that way. Like who knew COVID was going to hit, right? Like whoever right. had a three-year plan starting, uh, you know, this year just <laughs> went to shit, right? Like there's yeah. a whole, whole different plan. So what's your relationship with uncertainty? You know, because uh, in entrepreneurship, uh, you know, you, you really have to have a good relationship because you're so, you're so uncertain in entrepreneurship. What does that look like for you? Yeah, so there is a lot of uncertainty and I think the best thing that you can do to combat that is really just focus on what you can do on a daily perspective. Right? So I might not be getting a sale right now and I might not know how I'm going to get my next source of income, but I know I can spend two hours on the phone today. I know that I can wake up um, after a good night of sleep. I know that I can eat good nutrition. So having confidence in the process, I think is the best way that you can deal with that uncertainty. And if you're doing the right things over a period of time consistently, uh, it's just a fact of life that you'll be able to succeed. So just understanding and doing the day-to-day stuff and, and, and being a part of the process, I think is the best way that you can deal with having that uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's the, the principle of this podcast, right? 1% better, right? So that, that, that that applies, that applies to, you know, you taking one or two things away from the podcast, but overall you can apply that to your daily life, right? So if you're becoming 1% better every day, right, that adds up. So you're just kind of making, you know, just knowing the next step, uh, you know, to, to your point, G, that's, that's something that I have the way that I've adapted to uncertainty is do I know the next step in the process? Right? Like that's always what I go back to. Uh, and then, and then the next step comes up and the next step comes up um, always. Right. And I know that's a, uh, that's a big thing to, to overcome and deal with. So I love that, you know, kind of just focusing on the daily process and the daily progress that you're making. Right. Um, now you brought up um, the piece around anxiety and having to deal with anxiety. Right. And that's, yeah. that's something that you and I were, were talking about previously was, um, you know, that's something that a lot of people have to deal with in different, in different areas of their life, right? Just, just being anxious and having to overcome that. So what does that look like for you? Like, how have you um, been able to overcome that through, is it, um, you know, any practices that you've employed and what's your relationship with anxiety now? Yeah. So I have not been able to overcome that. I don't think, uh, I don't think I'll ever overcome that. I definitely have a way better understanding of, you know, how it works and things that I can do to make it better. Um, like even now, sometimes I'll wake up at like two o'clock in the morning and I cannot stop thinking about like certain scenarios about my business. And that really is what anxiety is. It's just thinking about all these different possible outcomes um, of things that haven't even happened yet. And you can really get stuck in your head. And one of the best things that you can do for that is meditation. Um, And then a bunch of other self-development stuff. Nutrition is incredibly important. If you're eating, you know, healthier food with less sugar, you're going to feel better mentally and that will help with anxiety uh, and, and exercise. So exercise, nutrition and meditation um, and also sleep. As you know, I've, I've been tracking my sleep for the last few months. It's kind of trendy in the entrepreneur hub, but um, I have an aura ring 
and it allows me to track my sleep and having that data helps me uh, be more consistent with it and understand certain things that affect it, whether it's drinking coffee or drinking wine. Um, so I would say sleep. If you have anxiety, start tracking your sleep and, and see how, it, how that changes uh, if you start making improvements in that area. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting because a lot of times dealing with any of these fears that come up and, you know, anxiety, I, I think it's, it's, it's a fear as well, right? It's a fear coming, coming from a place of fear when you're anxious about something because you're yeah. scared, scared of something. And a lot of times it's the basics. So to your point, um, anytime anything is out of equilibrium in your life, go back to the basics first. Are you drinking to your point, Garrett? So are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you exercising? Are you oh. meditating? Uh, it's, it's just the basics. But if you get the basics right, that's going to have a, a compound effect at the rest of your life. Right. And I always go to that. Right. Because oftentimes what you see, um, you know, in the personal growth space, it, complexity, right? Like yep. a lot of complexity about all these different ways. Supplements. Of supplements. Like yep. Exactly. On the physical end or, you know, going to many, many, many different retreats um, and going to many, many different uh, workshops and courses and those things right. have their place. Right. And I think, yep. um, but if you don't have the basics, right, none of that stuff is going to matter. Right. So if you, yeah. You know, if, if you take care of all of this stuff, right, like you, you, you go to spiritual retreats, you, um, you know, you take a bunch of workshops, but then you're not really like sleeping right. And you're not exercising and not drinking enough water. None of that's going to matter. You yeah, know, dude, because honestly, <laughs> drinking water is probably the best thing you can do for your finances. Isn't that funny? I love that. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> like just, just the simple things. It really, they are the most important. Um, your body's a vessel. Um, and, and me and my girlfriend have been trying to drink more water. She's doing better than I am, but it's crazy. The impact drinking water will have on your business, on your life, on your happiness, on everything. Yeah. That, that's so fascinating. Like that, that, that quote, right? Like so <laughs> dr drinking water will have an impact uh, on, on your finances, yeah. your business, your, 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 your life. So, so elaborate on that a little bit. Like, how do you, how do you see it? Because I, obviously water is important, but like, how do you, what's your, what's your viewpoint on that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think like we live in this world now where like attention is so, you know, it's productized. So everybody's trying to get it. Um, and you can find yourself, you know, do, like just being on your phone too much, um, not doing the right things. And, and, and really just like, if you just focus, like being the ability to be able to focus is probably the best skill you can have as an entrepreneur. And for me in particular, I used to have like a thousand tabs open, completely unfocused. I'd be trying to do 10 different businesses. Um, and it wasn't until I really mastered focus that I've really been able to make, you know, an impact on my finances and my business. And drinking water helps you focus. <laughs> it really does. So I, that's how I'd tie that back in there. Um, it really like getting down to the basics, man, it is really the best thing that I think as an entrepreneur or not even as an entrepreneur, as, as just someone looking to, you know, live a good life or, you know, achieve something. Um, just focus on the basics and then you can bring in some other pieces in there, but there's no secret sauce out there. Um, or any course that you're going to take that's, that's really going to do anything more than focusing on those basics. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm writing them down because I think this is a good thread to explore, um, you know, just the different, different yeah. basics. So, um, you know, in, in, in my kind of the, what you've shared and also just from, you know, my, my own experience, I would say these are the five, right? Tell me, tell me if I'm missing any of the basics that you just kind of to the core, if you concentrate on this, you know, the rest of the stuff will take care of itself. So nutrition, right? Like food yep. is so important. Um, what you put into your body. Um, we can talk about that a little bit, what that looks like. You, you brought up the sleep point, sleep being so important. You brought up the aura ring, just concentrating on getting good quality sleep, uh, just not right. quantity, but quality. It's so important in that. Um, and then also the water piece. We talked about that water being super important. Um, exercising, moving your body, you know, not having stagnant energy, not having sloth energy, you know, moving your body, moving the energy, uh, taking care of your body in that way through exercise, yoga, whatever that may look like. And then meditation, you know, sitting still uh, with yourself, having that ability to just find gaps in your day where you're not just going, going, going. And to tie into what you said, Garrett, about uh, the, the attention, right? Like we're, we're so, we're so jumping from one thing to another always that we don't really have any gaps in the day to be bored or to just sit with ourselves. Right. So I think that's a, a key pillar that ties into it. Uh, so those are the, those are the things, five things. Is there anything you would add to that or you think those are, those are, uh, you know, the foundation yeah, no, those, those are amazing. Um, I would add, I would add two more. Um, okay. I would add passion. So you gotta have a reason. You have to have a why you have to have like a, a goal that you're going after. Um, and you got to find joy in what you're doing, right? You got to have a reason of, of why you're waking up every day. So yeah. having that passion aspect piece. And then I think another huge thing is also relationships. As human beings, we have this desire to be a part of a community, to have love. So yeah. you want to make sure that your needs are met on on those levels that at least your needs are needs are met right i'm not saying it should take priority over any of the other things but you got to realize that you know if like i've gone through periods in my life where i've been in isolation um and relationships and then also friends um and no matter how well my business would be doing i would just be unhappy so mastering you know just making sure your needs are met from from that piece as well yeah. the relationship piece yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. And it's almost like you can break that break that into like two separate threads. So like the foundational five pieces is focusing on yourself, like the eye, right? Like the the, the body and this like right. vessel that you have with, with nutrition, sleep, water, exercising and meditation. When you take care of that, you, you're a clean vessel, right? So what do you then go do with that, right? Then it goes into you having... Uh, quality relationships, you right. sharing your passion with the world, uh, you know, the, the, then it becomes externalized, right? So I kind of make that distinction, whereas the first five foundational pieces would be internalized, right? You taking right. care of yourself, and then the relationship that you have outside, like, what, are, what are you doing with that now? <laughs> right? Like, yeah. when you when you have a clean vessel, and you're just, you know, great place, you're going to want to do something, you're going to want to yeah. do something, Go find some other clean vessels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You're going to want to share that energy because you're in yeah. such a big place. But I want to like emphasize this again, right? Like I think I'm, I'm glad this came up, uh, Garrett, in our, in our conversation because, uh, you know, me having done uh, so many different um, 
personal growth workshops and I've just been a part of this industry for the last, you know, five, six years, very closely. Right. Um, and you have too, right? You, you've yeah. taken a, a different I've approach. I've dipped my with, toe in the water, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. With, yeah, with, I put my wallet in there too. <laughs> <laughs> spend thousands, thousands of dollars. It's a big uh, industry. Yeah. yeah, it's a big, big industry. And I've taken, uh, you know, more of the spiritual route, right? I've, I've kind of explored there and you've taken the entrepreneurship route. Route. Yeah. We'll, we'll come back to that. But, you know, I want to, I, the reason I'm continuously coming back to this and emphasizing this is if you get these things right, then, you know, this, this is going to have by far the best difference in your life. And then the rest can be added on later. Yeah. But if, if th- something in this is missing, then, you know, right now you don't need to go off and, and don't waste your money on, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. on a course. Yeah. Just, yeah. just start, drink, start by drinking some water and getting yeah. some good sleep and eating some, some broccoli. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And, and yeah. let's, let's, you know, just give, uh, obviously in these five foundational pieces, like there could be a podcast and I, you know, we could speak to an expert in each of these foundational areas and they can talk about it for ours, right. but at the most basic lo- level, um, you know, let's talk about nutrition for, for, for a second here, you know, from your perspective, you know, what's, what's important in nutrition, if you were to just t- kind of take it to the core level, like what's, what's had the best impact for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, and this is a lot easier now, I would say just eating out less. Right. Um, and I'm super lucky. So I have a girlfriend who cooks all my food, which is great. Um, and, and we eat less meat. Um, I do like meat. I'm always the one going for like, Hey, let's get like a little bit of red meat in this or do something with some tacos, but it's just eating clean food, right? Like you, you, you see this food, whether it's a vegetable, you know, where it came from, where not eating the stuff where you look at it and you're like, all right, so what had to happen before this was a plant or an animal to make it this like a Cheeto or something. Yeah. Um, so I think the best thing that you can do is just eat clean food. Um, I know there's a lot of diets and fads to, you know, focus on, you know, only doing green juice or only doing vegetarian or, or whatever. But I think if you could just as a core on the nutrition piece, eat clean food where you can tell where the source came from, um, that's going to cause so much less inflammation. It's going to give you clarity and it's just going to, you know, help you get that momentum and other areas of your life as well. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's such a great way to put it. And again, I think it goes back to simplicity, right? Like, you know, the, the, the what's coming up, going back to the back basics, to the basics. <laughs> back to the basics. And that might, that. Be the, that might be the name of this episode. Yeah. Um, but, but really though, it's like the closer you can get to earth and the, 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 the less uh, packaging, right. The, the, the better it is for you. Right. Yeah. So to, to, to Garrett's point, right. Like, you know, if you're eating vegetables and you know where it's grown and it's organic, like it's just going to be better for you. It just makes logical yeah. sense, right? You don't have to like, we're supposed <laughs> to eat. Yeah. yeah it just, you can't even debate that. Right. So the, yeah. the closer you get to earth without it being packaged, you know, that's, that's good nutrition. And I've found, again, there's a lot of complexity in the nutrition space too, right? Like people yep. have, everyone has their own perspective. Um, yep. But again, I think if you can go back to the basics and keep it simple, you're going to have the best impact. Uh, and nutrition and nutrition is so big because it's also the, the body and mind connection, right? If your body's, you know, if you got clogged up, uh, engine, right? Like your, yeah. your body, your body isn't, isn't in the right place. Then your thoughts and, and the way your experience is not going to feel good. Like if you eat a McDonald's McMuffin in the morning and you, yeah, you're not going to yeah. go meditate for 15 minutes, you're probably not going to feel the best, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh, for sure. Go ahead. And, and, and an easy way to like really let that sink in. And I'm not a scientist, but I've heard somewhere that like 
your cells are recirculated and it's based on the food that you eat. So like if your cells that, you know, carry off your bodily functions and is your existence, right? Your vessel, if it's made consistently over a McDonald's hamburger, uh, I just feel like you are going to be a totally different person and have like totally different energy, um, whether it's spiritual or scientific or not, if you're eating, you know, the stuff and you're, you're made from stuff that grows from the ground or it's an animal or something and less processed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I'll, I'll keep it at that. I think that that's good. And, um, again, I'm emphasizing these points because they're super important and the best things you can do for yourself. If you're, if you're feeling like there's a misalignment is probably one of these things that you're not really focusing on. Um, right. sl sleep we talked about Garrett, right. And, and, um, you're employing the aura ring, which I'm super interested about. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to order it soon. Can yep. you speak to that a little bit? What's the aura ring? What's, uh, why is sleep important? Yeah. Um, so sleep's important because it allows your body. Um, and I'm probably not going to sound, you know, the smartest when I say this stuff, I'm no <laughs> expert, but it allows your body to, uh, do a lot of healthy things for your mind and, and to rest, to recover. Um, it allows you to, if you're trying to reach focus, you need sleep to reach focus. Um, and what the aura ring does is it allows you to actually have the data and to visualize exactly how well you sleep and also how certain things affect your sleep. So some people, you know, caffeine, um, it affects their sleep more than others. Uh, for me, for example, like I noticed when I stopped drinking caffeine after 12, my restlessness was down. I woke up less in the middle of the night and before the aura ring i feel like i'm giving them a commercial <laughs> but before the aura ring you just kind of wake up in the morning and you'd be like i think i slept good i don't know so what it really is is if you're ready to like you know i'm gonna start trying different things for my sleep um and seeing what factors affect it it allows you to have that data piece and the certainty whether like that affected it or not um from like the perspective of your heart rate uh, your body temperature and exactly how many times you woke up in the middle of the night, which is super important. And it also tells you the level of deep sleep you're getting, the level of REM sleep and the level of light sleep. So, I mean, some people go crazy with it. You can like upload it to a, a spreadsheet, add all these different tags if you're testing all these different variables. But I would just start with, if you're a coffee drinker, maybe just change the time that you drink coffee and the amount of coffee you drink. And it's so empowering, like, you, like I said, you don't know until you have that data, but when you actually see like the graph of you sleeping less, you're like, Oh, well I'm like, you see the coffee again. You're like, I'm just going to stop after one. So yeah. having that, like that certainty in your mind helps you make those decisions, the right decisions to improving your sleep. And, and over time you can start figuring out, you know, what you need to be doing to get ideal sleep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. And if you, if you need scientific data around this, there's a plethora of books that you can go read around sleep Yeah, yeah uh, and yeah. why, why it's Don't important. Don't tune into Garrett on the growth <laughs> platform for the scientific data on yeah. sleep. But. but at the same time, uh, what you do take away from Garrett is that it's super important. Yeah. And I echo that completely Garrett because uh, you know, s sleep, we don't really think about too much because we just, it's just such a, it's kind of like brushing your teeth. You're going to go to sleep. Right. But you know, yeah. it, it like tiny differences and tiny enhancements in your sleep can impact the rest of your day. Like I've, I've noticed my quality of sleep really does impact the rest of my day, but we don't really think about that too much. Yeah. Right. So it's super important to make that a critical piece yeah. and really look into it. And you can, you can go deep with that stuff. I mean, I know there's, there's so many different books around 
last yeah. detail you can go into. Now we talked about water. Uh, I mean, just simply, uh, is, what is it? Uh, I don't remember the right statistic, but isn't it 80% of her bodies are water? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Some, somewhere around that. Um, I think for me too, like it, it, it kind of speaks to the anxiety piece. I think drinking water can help with that too. Um, it kind of can flush toxins, cortisol, stuff that like might uh, be giving you anxiety in the first place and inflammation. So um, again, <laughs> there's, you can probably read a bunch of books on the scientific stuff, but like anecdotally drinking water has improved my mood, um, improved my focus and, and my happiness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. Same, same for me. And I find a lot of times and just through like personal experience, throughout the course of the day, when I feel hungry, or I feel to go drink something, it's most of the time you're just thirsty, like you're not, it's not really that you're hungry. Yeah. Uh, so like having a bottle, I keep a bottle of water with me at all times. Respect and whenever, yeah, and then whenever, whenever, <laughs> whenever I feel and, uh, you know, inclined to eat something, or I, I first drink water to see was it really just thirst? Or is it is it actual hunger? Uh, and then it impacts to your point, Garrett it impacts uh, many things with your health, right? And you need, you need to kind of release toxins through when you drink a lot of water. So that's a, that's a key piece, right? So we talked about three, um, with exercise, I think that's pretty self-explanatory, right? Like move your body, find your, find your channel, like whatever that looks like for you. The body's meant to move. Um, and sometimes you forget that, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you know, bench pressing a certain amount of weight or, or lifting weights, or there's no, perfect thing you should be doing i mean yoga is great i'll say that we did a class together um if anybody is looking for virtual classes check out peterlionsyoga.com it's awesome me and tj do it um but yeah the body's meant to be moved and we forget about that uh me and my girlfriend were just walking yesterday in a park and we haven't really walked in a while like outside and i was just like walking around i was seeing people out there and i'm like yeah people are meant to move <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone was at, like in a very good mood um and you can forget about that especially like some people like if they have anxiety or depression um a lot of that can be solved by getting outside and moving going to a park uh doing exercise um so yeah exercise it can be super super important yeah it it is it is it, super is, important. it, yeah. it is it is and i i find that the times when i'm the most active in life is is when I'm at, good. The, I've, I'm at the most ease in life, right? Like everything yep. else just feels quite all right. Like it, it's like, I'm not super anxious about stuff. And I can understand, especially during this time, right? With, with everyone, with, yeah. with all of us dealing with COVID and, and what's happening, not getting out of the house, you know, it can, it can make it even worse, right? Like when you're not moving and you're anxious about what's happening in the world, yeah. and it can, it can really, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. And it can really help you get out of your head. Um, yeah. If you're, if you're inside a lot, it's easy to get stuck in your head and, and play out all these scenarios and you can just live in your head, but like getting outside exercising that really helps you get out of your head and just, you know, feel, feel like, like embody a feeling of, of progress and yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, Tony Robbins always says this, if you want to change your state, uh, change, uh, you know, move, right? Like change yeah. your, ch- change it by energy, right? The only, yeah. only way you can do that. Like if you just sit down and you're feeling anxious, or you're feeling bad about something, you can just sit in that, in that rut, right? Like you can just sit it in it all day. 
the yeah. only way you can get out of that is for you to move that energy. Like it wants to be moved. It wants to be just kind of like, you know, processed through your system. And the only way you can do that is really move. So find your channel, right? Like, yeah, as you, as you said, Garrett, we did, we did a yoga class. I, I, I've, uh, since I've been locked uh, in, in, inside and not going out so much, I just started P90X again from like years yeah. ago. I had the DVD. So find your channel or whatever that looks like. Just move to, to Garrett's point and that, that will you know, impact the rest of the things that we talked about. So lastly, yeah. lastly uh, the last component that we brought up is the, the meditation piece. Uh, and, and, and you know how important that is to me. Uh, but from, from your perspective, Garrett, you know, why is meditation important to you? And like, how has it like helped you just, just in your journey? Yeah. So meditation's great. I've always had this relationship where I don't do it enough. Um, I know how great it is, but sometimes you put it off. The more you put it off, it's like almost the more you need it, right? When it's harder for you to focus and, and take that time, it kind of means you need it the most. Um, so like I said, I've, I've struggled with anxiety in my life and, and meditation has helped me with that tremendously. Um, and that kind of helps with the sleep aspect, which helps with the rest of the yeah. aspects. So it all plays in together. Um, me and you, Tage, did a meditation before this podcast. And before that, that meditation, um, I was a little bit nervous and I, when we, you know, closed our eyes and, and you had us check in with our body, I actually noticed like my heart was beating fast. So meditation will allow you to like check in with your body and you can let things that would normally go unnoticed that might be out of line. Um, it just allows you to really like have a better understanding of your body, what you're feeling and, and really check into that piece and really just help you like be more aligned. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's such a simple thing that you can do for yourself. But you know, again, it, you know, if you just make it simple, then it's a lot yeah. easier than making it complex, right? Obviously, there's, uh, you know, when you think about the umbrella of meditation, there is so many different ways to meditate. There are so many different things around meditation. But at the simplest term, if you can concentrate on your breathing, and you can concentrate and bring your awareness to your body, that's going to do you wonders. Um, yeah. And it's and it's had, for me personally, Garrett, I mean, you know, this, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's changed the course of my life It's changed the person that I am. Um, but obviously, these other pieces played a big component of it. And the meditation just came in and accelerated that process as far as my transformation. And I really went deep into meditation. And again, this could be a whole podcast about meditation oh, sure. and benefits of that. And somebody's out there that's a little more, you know, pragmatic and practical and, and don't really tap into the uh, you know, spiritual side of things, just from a practical side, um, you know, there's a Harvard study out there. There's so many studies out yeah. there that have studied uh, meditation, people doing meditation and the impacts that it has on the brain and how you're more productive and how you can focus better. Uh, scientifically, it's proven. Spiritually, it's been there for, for centuries, right? <laughs> like that, yeah. that, that meditation can have a big impact on you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, I think it's now more important than it's ever been for sure. Um, just the amount of messaging that our brain is bombarded with every day. If you go on social media, um, and like, there's just so much content catered to making us consumers that you're just exposed to and you don't even realize it. Yeah. Um, so being able to combat that a little bit is, you know, you can find, meditation can actually help you with not being, you know, sucked into a lot of, you know, 
the stimulus that's out yeah. there. Yeah. Right. Like there's a huge problem in my opinion right now with overstimulus. So meditation can really help um, you combat, combat that and combat some of the negative side effects of that overstimulus, which would be anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a great point that you bring up Garrett and I've, I've contemplated that and then, and, and also noticed that, um, you know, in my day to day, right? Like if I'm ever bored or if I have a gap in my day, my inclination is to pick up my phone, right? There's never, yeah. it's like we've forgotten how to be bored or to be still because yep. we're always filling those gaps by like, you know, giving our attention somewhere else rather than yep. just being with ourselves and saying like, how do I feel right now? Like, let me check in with myself. Uh, we're always jumping to the next thing, right? Like next thing, next thing. And especially now with people being home and not having that, uh, you know, the piece that you talked about uh, having uh, external relationships and a lot of communication in that way, like people are not going out as much. Um, you know, it's, it's so important to come back to yourself and not just get completely drifted away. And I think to your point, you know, you think about uh, different economies, right? Like I think attention is the, the biggest uh, piece of, of the, the new economy, right? It's the, sure. the, the biggest thing everyone's asking for. So if you think of attention as a commodity for yourself, right? Mm. Like it just in the same way as you think of money as a commodity, I'm going to use my money very attentively. Like I'm not going to just- I'm on an attention buzz right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. I haven't spent too much of my attention. Yeah. I love that. Right. So like, yeah. if you think about it, like why do these, you know, um, apps and, you know, the, just the iPhone overall, but like these social media apps and, uh, they want your eyes to be yeah. on their app and their whole purpose uh, is to just for your eyes to be on their app specifically, yeah. right? So if you think of your attention in the same way as you think of money, uh, you're not going to just throw a money, a dollar in every store for no reason. You're going to go into a store and say, I, I, I intentionally go into the store because I want to purchase something and I want to spend my yeah. money here. So, uh, you know, I think it's so important. And it's a scarce resource, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, you only have so much attention per day. So meditation i've never framed it like this till this conversation um meditation would be like basically using that resource on yourself check into yeah. yourself you know don't you don't need to be on social media to fill that void of attention right sit some time down and meditate drink some water and work out yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah it's like i love that this 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 um, conversation has come to the basics because yeah. i you know I, I we didn't plan this by the way we didn't plan right. <laughs> for this conversation to be about these five pillars uh, but as we're talking about it I'm, I'm i'm really happy because if you can get some of these things down right like it really will have a big impact um, yeah. more, more than any other thing that you could do uh, and then this this attention piece is important because this is a newer thing in our age, especially, right? Like looking at attention very carefully and how you use your attention and how you use it as a commodity. Um, and isn't there a documentary, a recent documentary about social media stuff? Or what was it? Yeah, you I think I, no, yeah. I texted you the link. I forget, I forget what it's, it's called something social. Um, if you go to Netflix and type in social, you'll probably be able to tell by the title. I forget it off the top of my head, but it kind of outlines like basically the idea or the reality the of, uh, consumerism and how, you know, everyone in the big tech industry is competing for our attention and selling it. Um, so like you go on Instagram and it's free, right? You didn't pay money to log in. Um, but someone paid for you to see their ad and there's a lot of like detrimental effects on society because of this, um, relationship we have with tech. 
and certain, you know, the content that we see is really like AI generated because it knows that we're going to like it. So it, even with, with political stuff, you'll start finding yourself in a certain rabbit hole. It happens with me, it happens with everybody. And it's not like this guy like in the sky who's like actually sending you this stuff and dripping his content. It's, it's actually AI that's like seeing what you like, what you engage with, and it's giving you more of that. And it's having you have more confirming beliefs about like whatever you're, you believe in or, or whatever things that you like. And it really is causing this huge separation um, with people basically living in different realities. You know, we live in a virtual world. Me and you are having this conversation virtually. We interact uh, virtually. So there's so many people that if you put them in the same room, they would get along and they would agree on the same things, but because they have different like belief systems and different information, they like literally live in two different realities and they do not get along and they go on Facebook and they argue and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. Um, definitely a good documentary. Um, it's called the, I, I just looked it up. It's called nice. the social dilemma. Social dilemma. Yep. That's it for sure. Um, yeah, they, they dramatize it a little bit like where they put like the guy in the sky. Um, but it really does provide some good insight. They have some interviews from some formal former, uh, like head of revenue people at Google and Twitter and other social platforms. super insightful. And I think, uh, I don't, I'd recommend anybody watching this podcast to give that a watch. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's, you know, kind of going back to the, the, the things that we talked about, right. I think attention is, is something that you really have to look at too. And just your relationship yeah. with social media and your phone, right? Because every time you pick up your phone, are you being intentional or is your phone running you? Like you just, you just go into yeah. it. Right? Is it a tool for what you want or yeah. are you the consumer? And I think there's a quote where it's, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So all these apps that are free, um, you are the product you are getting sold for your attention. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's, that's, that's something to contemplate. Yeah. <laughs> so especially in our times now, you know, we can, I, I feel like we can really go deep into that, but let me, let me, let me back up to, um, you know, going back to your, your journey, Garrett, because I yeah, think this sure. was, this was a key component. I'm, I'm glad we, we talked about it. Right. And you talked about the, so you talked about the internalizing, taking care of your vessel and then externalizing, it's like following your passion and your joy. And then some of what you've done in your journey is you've followed your passion and being an entrepreneur. So yeah. let's, 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 you know, as we kind of come to the, the second part or the close of our, or for discussion, let's, let's talk about that jump into entrepreneurship. And you said you had the marketing agency and you've done yeah. so many different things in it and the evolution of your, of your business. Um, but, but talk to that a little bit, you know, what did that look like? What are you up to today? And, and how is that, how has it evolved over time? For sure. Yeah. So, um, I used to primarily just sell copiers and I, like, I, I just had a passion and I wanted to figure out a way, like, how can I like make my own money? Um, and then the piece for it was like, make it online. So for me and like how my journey went is I just tried so many different things, um, which I don't know if I'd recommend. It was good for me cause I did get to try a lot of things, but I didn't have success until I focused on one thing. Um, like I said, I used to do e-commerce and, and all these things. Like I made a little bit of money, but nothing to really like replace my income. Um, so I remember when I was starting, so my company's called lead feed and it used to just be like a marketing agency. If you have any marketing need or desire, I don't care if you're a realtor, I don't care if you're a lawyer, I don't care what you are. I will help you market. We'll figure out a way to do it. We're going to run a Facebook ad. What are we going to do? Um, and then I, I, 
I, I started to find some success. I started doing Instagram automation and growing Instagram accounts. Um, and eventually Facebook and Instagram changed up their algorithm and it basically overnight like destroyed my business. Um, and what I did is I fired every one of my clients because I couldn't really provide value to them. And I went back to helping my family owned business um, with their needs, which was uh, building out their CRM, building out their systems and generating leads for them. So I started like, I was like, all right, I'm done with this right now. I'm just going to focus in back on the family business, provide value there. And I started to really help them improve their process, started to help them improve their CRM and their sales process. And then I started generating leads for them on LinkedIn. Um, so I found a lot of success in that. And then I was like, okay, well, this works. I'm going to replicate this out to other companies. So it was like a slow, you know, build a case study and deliver results. Um, and for me, it was, it was with my family business. So I just recommend someone find uh, someone that they could help and do it at like a low cost and, and get success and then lead with that because you're going to have confidence going into your, your next opportunity, right? So for me, I, I started generating leads for other copier dealerships and now I help a variety of B2B service providers and consultants generate leads uh, through LinkedIn. Um, and, and it really like, I think like the main ingredients for me was like persistence, consistency, and focusing on one thing and actually providing results and leading with those results. Yeah. Yeah. I, lo I love that. You know, the focusing on one thing, right? Like you, you had a, a shotgun approach initially, yeah. and then now you have a sniper approach where you, you're very yeah. specific with, with what you're offering. And also, and, and again, I think the jump in itself was probably the biggest thing. And then once you made the jump, the the evolution of you being an entrepreneur has evolved over time and how you've learned so many things, you know, over time is, and then to your point, you know, the consistency that you've had of, of continuing and continuing to see how it evolves and changing it and allowing it to evolve and forming it as own identity. Um, yeah. so, so I, I love where it is at, it is at today and some of the, some of the takeaways that you've had now, if somebody's out there and somebody's, you know, has a passion project or, you know, they've been yeah. wanting to jump into something, um, you know, what would you suggest? Like what, what how would, how should they make that jump? Um, yeah. 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 So, so rule number one would be really to determine the amount of money that you need to have, like your needs met for me, that meant like cutting out so many subscriptions. Um, I was doing self-development stuff and it was really just like getting down to like, you got to be aggressive if you're trying to do something that you're passionate about and you're starting from nothing. So you really do not want to have the burden financially. So whatever you can do, number one, to lower your cost, um, which will allow you to have that, you know, that space to, you know, take a little bit more risk with your business or your, or your passion. Um, so that, I would say that's number one. And then determine, you know, how much, how much, like how many customers it might take for you to, to have your, your needs met and then just make a slow transition. Um, for me, like it started with, I was full time with my copier dealership with the family. Um, then I moved to a small retainer and now I'm moved off of like completely off of a payroll with them. I, they just pay me through some marketing services that I provide. Um, so I, like figuring out a way to where you can plan it out to where, 
you can eventually like have your needs met and then number one, cutting those needs, you know, down and, and getting rid of all the fluff. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it seems like a lot of, um, you know, a lot of what we've talking, been talking about in this podcast and the thread we've been exploring is just back to the basics and simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, and I it, think that's going to be the podcast episode, right? Back yeah, to the basics. <laughs> yeah. Back to the basics and also just simplicity in, in a lot of these things, right? Like, yeah. In, in whatever it is that you're doing, if you can, if you can make it more simple, yeah. um, it's going to make it more easier. Cause usually, you know, I, I, when you see people not taking action on something as, as, as paralysis by analysis, right? Yep. Because they, they're, they're making the thing, whatever it is, so much more complex than it needs to be. Um, yeah. But I love what you shared about, you know, uh, kind of starting something and then, you know, you can slowly tap into that more and more and more. And that's like a more, uh, it's a smart way of doing it, right? Because you don't take, you don't jump into something right away and then not take care of your other needs. Yeah. You know, if you, some people have families and whatnot that they need to take care of. Um, so it's an important point. Now, as we come to close this, uh, podcast Garrett, I think I I love the, the formation of, of what we've talked about and I want to emphasize, um, uh, again, I'm repeating myself, but you know, the basics that we talked about, uh, you know, with, with nutrition, sleep, water, um, you know, exercising and, and meditation being the focus of your internal body, right? Like taking care of your body and then externalizing that yeah. to your, to, as you mentioned for yourself, Garrett was the entrepreneurship, uh, you know, externalizing, uh, those, those passions. And then also, you know, that showing up in your relationships because you then show up very fully, for all your relationships, uh, be that be intimate or your family relationships or friendships. Uh, so, so I love that, uh, you know, that piece starting with internal and then moving into external. So, uh, thank you for joining us today, Garrett. Do you have any last thoughts before we let you go? Any, any closing thoughts that you want to share? Uh, none specifically, I'd like to reiterate, you know, just getting back to the basics. I think that's, that's really good for anybody. Right. I mean, I shared my perspective as an entrepreneur. Um, and it is funny, like, there's so many courses out there and masterminds that do try to make it complex because, you know, it's, it's an industry. They're, you know, trying to make a living and they're trying to push their thing. But a lot of this stuff can be done just by getting back to the basics. And, um, yeah, I hope, I hope everyone got some value from that and, you know, just get back to the basics. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And, you know, what I'm, you've given me an idea, uh, uh, Garrett, in, in the conversation today as we have future episodes, I would love to you know, bring individuals or experts in these specific areas, and just to have yeah. a conversation about nutrition, or just to have a conversation about sleep and why it's important. I think and sleep to, would be an interesting uh, one because it's so like what goes on when you sleep, right? So yeah, yeah that'd be yeah. cool. I'll, I'll be excited for that one. Yeah, so I want to explore that thread further because you know what I'm realizing, and in this conversation, this is formed, right? Like these are the the the. Uh, things that are super important. And if you focus on those, the rest can uh, kind of work itself out. Um, now, before we let you go, Garrett, uh, if somebody wants to find you, somebody wants to work with you for, for lead feed, what, what are, what are the channels and the social media pages that people can find you? <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, shamelessly will plug my, my services. So yeah, I, we do B2B lead generation through LinkedIn. Uh, you can visit our website at leadfeed.pro or you can just connect with me on LinkedIn. We can have a conversation there and, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. 
Yeah. And if you, you know, from, from what I understand from it, Garrett, if, if someone, someone's out there and they're a sales professional, um, you know, that work for a small company or a larger company, you can, you can cater to that. So yep. if it's interesting to you, obviously I'll link it in the, uh, you know, when I post the podcast so people can find you, but, uh, thanks again, Garrett, this has been yep. an awesome conversation, uh, you know, connecting with you and, and learning about your story and, and just, just having a really awesome conversation. So thanks again. Yep. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.